Welcome to episode 112 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. Now, before I jump into introing today's episode, I have a big announcement. Registration is now live for my free masterclass, The Menopause Fat Loss Formula. In this class, I'm going to be breaking down for you the six parts of the menopause fat loss formula, and we're going to be talking about ways that fat loss is different after age 40. Usually when I teach this class, I talk about four ways that fat loss is different after age 40 based on current research, brand new research, fresh off the presses. We're only going to be talking about three ways that weight loss is different. What is this new research? What has it taught us about our metabolism in middle age? Come to class and find out. Three options for class. Two are offered on August 31st. One is going to be offered on September 1st. You can find out all the details and snag your free spot at the link that is in the show notes. You can also head over to my website, Kim Schlag Fitness, and grab your spot there. All right, on to the episode. Two special guests with me here today. They make up Butter Your Macros. Their names are Heidi and Natalie. They are both nutrition coaches and amazing athletes. I love watching them on their stories, doing all their amazing CrossFit feats. We're talking today about strength training. They did a post about how strong gives you the life that you think skinny will. And we're going to break that down for you today. Let's go. Hi, Heidi and Natalie. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. I am just so grateful you took time out of your busy schedules to come on and have a chat with me. <laughs> now, my first question for you is, are you two ladies always together? I wish. I think always, <laughs> like, we get that past that question the most. And also, are we dating or married? <laughs> are you dating or? I didn't think you were dating or married, but I was like, your lives like really intertwined. <laughs> um, they are. Yeah. Uh, we are. I feel like we're always together in the sense that like we do see each other basically every single day, but she doesn't feel like we're together enough. So, oh, well, so I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, we, you know, we could basically live in, co- we, I mean, we're, we're neighbors, we're eight houses apart. So our lives are basically like intertwined all the time. Yeah. Plus well, I'm kind of a hippie. So I've always wanted to live in a commune. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Natalie is the first member of your commune. <laughs> yes. We do have um, something we officially called sister wives like we don't share a husband but we share meals Is that count? oh that's not oh really do you guys you guys swap meals that's how we actually started counting macros together like she started counting macros and we were already cooking like two times a week like we would split it like between our houses and because you know if you're a good mother you cook your family homemade meals of course every night because, right because that, yeah, because that's the epitome yeah. of motherhood right uh-huh. and so we were doing that for a while and then she started counting macros and I'm like can you eat this she's like ah, it's fine I'll make it work and I'm like I'm not cooking if you're not going to be able to eat it. So I'll just count with you. And so that's kind of actually how we started was because we were sister wiving food. <laughs> nice. Food. food, just the food. Just, just the food. food. Um, and that's how it kind of started. Ironically. Wait, I so. want that in my life. I need, I need a local, <laughs> right? I need a local sister wife. Yeah. If you need to find to a apply anyone listening. <laughs> yeah. Knock on every single door and just be like, Hey, I'm looking for a best friend. Yeah, somebody to go grocery shopping with, somebody to work out with. Somebody to start an online business with. <laughs> All the you things. In? You know, yeah. and this morning, your posts from today that you guys have done 900 workouts together. Like we oh, can talk in a minute about the point of that post because it was really good. 900 workouts. That's a lot of workouts. How long have you guys been training together? 
So we've been crossfitting for over three years. That was where like that same workout. And then we actually did the same programming all during quarantine, which was Mark Carroll's Gen Pop. So we've done the same programming literally for like, actually probably, I actually calculated it's actually over 900, but 900 was like a snazzier number than like 923. (laughs) So that's why that was, but we've been, so we worked out independently from each other at home. Mm -hmm. Um, We're consider ourselves fitness converts. Definitely. Uh, I did little like hit workouts, her hit workouts off of Pinterest and she'd do a YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, For like two, (laughs) 10 minute YouTube sessions. Right. Shout out to Rebecca Louise fitness. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of where we started. And so when we did start, we started getting bored at home and realizing we had to pick something else. So we did spend a chunk of time doing something called, called butters on tour. We went and tried like Orange Theory Fitness, mm-hmm. Pilates, spin, spin, all sorts of stuff. And then we landed at CrossFit. Got so it. That's kind of where I started. 920 some workouts later, here we are. I liked the point of your post today. It said 900 of the same workouts, two different results. Workout to look like the best version of you. That's a really good point because it, who, we all do this. Well, not everybody. A lot of people, I did this. So look back in the day, I wanted to look like Jamie Easton Middleton. I wanted to look like Aaron Stern. I wanted to look like Christmas Abbott. These were all very different looks, right? And I would be like, I'm going to get, I'm going to do her program. Okay, I don't look like any of those people. <laughs> well, it's true. I think that's why we, a lot of people buy programming based on the person selling it, which is why it's so tricky. Cause you're like, dude, you're buying her genetics. You're not really actually buying this physique. Yes. You're buying her God-given genetics. And then some work on top of that, of course. I mean, not like right. downplaying the fact that some yes. people really do create these incredible aesthetics, but just purchasing the program alone is not going to give you those results, especially if you're not them at all. Right. Like if it's a glute building program, it's going to grow your glutes to their genetic potential, not to match whatever influencer you bought them from. That's exactly if those are right. Even her gen- that might just be her genetic potential. Like there are people who have that come standard with a built-in booty, oh, you know, they call it stock parts. Like some people freaking 24 year olds. I know. I, and I will say I'm one of those people like, and that was not popular growing up, like in the eighties, like it was not like it is now. Like I was like, I don't fit in other people's clothes. I don't see people that look like me. And so now I'm like, Oh, I've done a little bit of more glute work. And I'm like, this is great. But you know, I don't, I can't grow my shoulders like some other people. Like that's not coming genetically to me. Right. So, but I we, can't slim my legs like some people. Right. <laughs> like, I have like these things that are like, oh, so that is just going to give me a better version of what they currently are, not someone else's version for sure. Yep. Yeah. And so training to be the best version of you, both internally and externally, really needs to be the goal. And that could be a hard shift to make. Because as women, we often like, like I have also through the years been like, I want Michelle Obama's arms or, you know, just various people. And I look at some individual body part and think, how do I get that? And it doesn't make any sense, but we do it. Oh, right. Well, and of course it comes down to the fact, like, I don't want to look like me. I don't like me. Right. Like, I think it'd be better to look like somebody else or be somebody else. I think that's so much the root of like women's weight loss trajectories. It's like, I can't be happy like this. Well, who are you to feel good about yourself? Like that's not acceptable. You're instantly in a, you're instantly unattractive or unappealing if you are like if you think you're good Pretty enough. The way you are, mm-hmm. right? We should always be striving for something more mm. or someone else. When in reality, it's like, why don't you just actually be content with being this version yeah. and like get to know yourself? And then all of a sudden, your goals become so much fun because you're not behind, you're not hustling, you're not afraid of anything. How do you feel like you've gotten to a better place with, with that idea of liking who you are and not trying to be someone else? I'm not trying to say like you ladies are perfect at that. Cause I'm sure you still, who, who's perfect at that, but like, how have you gotten to a better place with that? 
Well, you mean like we're not those people on Instagram who pretend that there's this pinnacle you can reach where you never feel bad about yourself? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> None of us are that person. <laughs> right? Seriously. And happy to not be, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I, I honestly think that point of awareness is probably a big part of it, right? Because when you are sort of searching after this like mythical place where like, like I'm not confident if I, like I have to have the absence of insecurity to feel confident. When um, in reality, that's a point of focus. Like it sounds so harsh to say it's a choice, you know, it, it, it is, but it's not, it's, it's a little, there's more, there's more nuance than that. It's about where you choose to shift your attention, right? It's like, um, if you, you know, you see these kinds of inspirational phrases on, in memes a lot, like, what do you need courage for if you're not afraid? Right. Mm -hmm. What do you need confidence for if you're not insecure? That voice is always going to be. So it's realizing, you know, whatever you want to name that your inner critic, your fears, your whatever, realizing that that those are just thoughts and then you get to choose where you put your focus and where you choose to put your focus is going to create how you feel about yourself and your entire journey. And honestly, what choice do you have, but to be you like, you're right. I mean, we can get into the weeds about like how unique everyone is and how individually created they were. And like, you know, back to like, you know, the beginning of like when God created the universe type thing, but it really does come down to that. Like you really, there's only one of you. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you want to be the best version of who you exactly are? And and I think Phil, so many people sell them some short, they don't even get to discover what they're capable of, who they really are. They don't even take the time to get to know themselves because they're so busy chasing other people and mm-hmm. other people's accolades or who they are, or what they look like and guilty, fully guilty. You know, yeah, I think me it took too. a long, yeah. took a long time. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe only something like two or three years ago that I'm like, gosh, wouldn't it, would it be so bad if you just liked yourself? Right? Mm. Would it be so bad if you just took yourself as is instead of something that always needs to be fixed? Yes. You know, what yes. if you're more than a problem to be fixed? What if you're actually <gasps> like worthy and okay right now? Absolutely. You know, it takes, it's a trust fall to believe that. Hmm. And I feel like, um, I feel like the more you get closer to that, it's not like you just kind of arrive there. It's like, you'll kind of get closer to that spot and then you can kind of take a few steps back and you're like there chase playing the game again. And then you can't get closer to it. And then kind of away. <laughs> excuse me. I call that voice in my head and, and with my clients, I call it our mean girl voice. And, and <laughs> the idea is that we talk back to her, like we can have conversations with her. And when we, the first part of it is recognizing that she's in there and that she's saying those things, right? And then we can analyze them and look at them from the outside and be like, is that really true? And like, talk back <sighs> to it and question that voice. Oh, I love that so right. much. Like, why are, yeah. Why aren't you asking like, well, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, when you right. isolate that voice, when you identify it, you start to realize like, those are not things you want to think. And those are not things that you actually really think. That's like all the conditioning, all the stuff that you're afraid not to think. Like when you, you know, walk, you're talking to somebody and you're like, I look really, you know, I know I look super rough today because you're afraid they're thinking it. So yes. you go there, you know what I mean? Like you, you, it's like you fear, you lead with fear instead mm-hmm. of leading with faith, right? Absolutely. And one of the things that I feel like has really helped me get to a better place with liking who I am and um, understanding, you know, and having more confidence is strength training. And I was just so moved by this one post. You guys have a lot of great posts and you're really good about putting things like very succinctly and like catchy, right? And this one post in particular, I was cheering 
I was like, that's so good. <laughs> and that's really what I want to talk about today. So I want to read the, the, the mainframe from that post that said, strong gives you the life you think skinny does. I love that. What, tell it. So I want, I want to go through and so you guys had like six other slides that are kind of talking about that. Where did that come from for you? Where were you like, yeah, like it used to be skinny. I thought that's what it was, but actually it's strong. One of the funnest things I feel like I get to experience as half of Butters is like, this was Natalie's post from her brain. So I had the same experience you did. I was like, are you kidding? This is so amazing. So, and I don't feel like I have to, it's like egotistical because it was her work. So, so I was actually, so I'm a hairdresser by trade and I was actually washing hair and we have these like dividers because of COVID, like between the shampoo bowls, there's three shampoo bowls. And I love the last shampoo bowl because I get to hear what's happening in the first two pretty well. So I'm always like listening to conversations. It's kind of what we do as hairdressers. And I was washing my client's hair and the girl in the bowl over next to over was talking about how she's on another diet and losing. Of course, like, you know, you probably like the second you hear someone like say diet and your ears perk up and are like, oh, what will they say? hear what you're talking about. And she's talking about how like, she just wants to feel better and she just wants to look better and da, 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 and like, you know, all her reasons for dieting. And I'm like, you can get all that just by lifting weights and getting strong. You don't even have to do this stupid. I forget what diet it was on. I just remember thinking like, that's so dumb. Like, and that's so mean. Right. But at the same time I was, I was like, you can get all that from being strong. And I'm like, strong gives you the life you think skinny does. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to tweet that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So I was like, client, I'll meet you back at my chair, my phone, because I didn't want to forget it. Cause it's like, I think, you know, and Heidi and I were talking about this before we hopped on with you. It's like, we have been conditioned to think skinny is the ultimate. Like think about the ads we've seen growing up, girl frolicking on the beach, she's thin. Girl getting the bouquet taught, you know, catching the bouquet and things, she's thin. Girl getting married, thin. Like the, 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 the chubby best friend doesn't get the fun life in the end. She's always right. the psychic, like, oh, I'm so happy for you. I can't right. wait for it to be my turn. She's the right. the jokes and movies, which- Yeah, she's the duck. She's, yeah. you know, and most of us, Identify, identify with that woman, the mm-hmm. ugly girl, the chubby girl, the sidekick friend, the one none of the boys ever asked out. It was always portrayed that way in movies, right? Always the thin, gorgeous woman or person or the most beautiful person had the best life. Right. She's, she's the one who's confident. She's the one, obviously she looks the best. She's the one who's confident. She's successful. She's healthy. She's all the things. And so what do we need? We need to, we need to get skinnier because that's how we're going to get all the things. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, and they would, they would show like the chubby girl, like stuffing her face with like Oreos at the end of the night, like alone, you know, in her jammies with the flannel blanket, watching the movies, like wishing that she could have like this life, but they don't tell you like, Oh, Hey, your, your friend in this picture probably has an eating disorder and like hates herself actually. And never thinks she's pretty enough. Yeah. This ideal life was curated by this. Right. And, and as I go back and watch movies with my kids now and see these kind of things played out. Like we watched Legally Blonde the other day. All those girls are on treadmills the whole time. Yep. The whole time. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just like even it's, even it's, in um the proposal, like not even that, like even a little bit like oh. she's on the treadmill in that in that too. Just like cardio, like you should always be running. You should always be eating less. You should always be eating, you know, how many of these like crazy and then when you fall apart apart, they're all eating carbs or chocolate yeah it's like oh I'm a mess my life is those are the fat foods I loved your reel too the one where is it healthy or is it just from Trader Joe's oh yeah (laughs) I I always think that I'm like what's from Trader Joe's right it's like (laughs) sorry did that touch a nerve 
just I love having my nerves pinched actually (laughs) well just reinforces and drives this narrative of like good bad foods and like you know bodies being on some sort of hierarchy right yeah yeah and it starts really young I put up a series of TikToks uh, maybe like a year ago now about teenagers and fat loss because I was getting so many questions and so I was like I need to give them some sane advice because wow the cesspools of TikTok that they can get into. And um, one of the first things I said is before I even talk to you about food or exercise, I want you to know this. Losing weight will not fix your problems. It will not make you happy. I have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of comments from girls who are like, that's not true. It will make me happy. I know it's going to make me happy. I'm sure it's going to make me happy. It's definitely going to fix my problems. That is my problem. Lots of them. And so it is ingrained in them young. Yeah. And whether they're 15 and they think that or 45 and think that or 85 and think that, I mean, we can't tell you how many stories. And I'm sure just like you, Kim, have heard of women whose mothers have hated their bodies on their deathbed because they weren't thin enough. Mm -hmm. I cannot, you know, and 11 year olds on diets. Yeah. Or calling their thighs fat, or it's just like, I, it makes me terrifyingly sad. I'm, I'm just sad. It just makes me sad, period. Well, and it just speaks to like, you know, this sort of like mental health crisis with women and their bodies and food. And it's like, it is more and more we are finding in our coaching that what, what women think are flaws are actually wounds and what, what really it's not the food, it's the feelings. And when you, when you realize how you behave in stress, like that's, that's a way to follow the breadcrumbs back to what is really driving your behavior. Yeah. No, I know you ladies are both moms. Do either of you have daughters? Yes. Oh, yeah. We both, we both do. have yeah. daughters. How do you navigate this with them? This idea of our society's like fascination with skinny. I think we're kind of lucky. Um, so my oldest is 15 and her oldest. She'll be 12, 12 in just a couple of weeks. Is that right now what's cool about the trajectory of like TV and movies is that there's so much body diversity. Mm. I feel like we've kind of lucked out in that way. Like I, I think the three of us have grown up with, you know, Shape Magazine, Cosmo Magazine, YM Magazine. And now like the kids don't. So I think their biggest- it's like a backlash. Yeah, their biggest enemies are actually their peers or the editing, right? Like that's, that's what that's they're up one. against. But what I love is that like we can turn on TV shows and the chubby girl does get the guy, <laughs> the nerdy girl, the smart girl, the whatever, like the complete opposite. And sometimes mm-hmm. they do, sometimes they do. I mean, I don't want them to start villainizing like skinny, beautiful woman either, mm-hmm. but I think that there's been so much variety, there's so much variety and so many more open narratives that we've been able to have with our daughters. You know, I was the other day, I was, we're walking to the pool and my, you know, my 15 year old and my 10 year old both have cellulite. I mean, it's genetic, right? And um, my husband has it. And I was like, are you going to like shame these girls? They had nothing to do with it, right? Or is it my fault? And I'm like, it's nothing. It's just how their bodies are. And I think that when we, you know, start saying and speaking to them about how incredibly unique they are and how important they are and how they're more than their bodies and their bodies are just, they give them opportunities in life. Their bodies give them the, you know, things to do, ways to move, ways to be, you know, to contribute, ways to be like, you're funny and you're smart in there. There's so many other values that they're, they can be taught, which in some ways the media does support, which I actually really like. And I think also their growth mindset that they're learning in school is also a big deal, but so much having daughters is, is terrifying, but it's also really exciting because we get to raise a whole new generation of women and girls who believe in strong, who see their moms lift, who 
say, dad, she doesn't need your help. Like, how <laughs> cool is that? Like, or they see their mom carrying their sleeping sibling up and tossing them into a, a bunk bed. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the things that we can model that Heidi and I really, and we really try really hard to not give them any food noise. We're very um, open food family. I don't know if you want to like call it that, but there's, we have no food rules in our house. And that has also helped us create really healthy relationships for our kids. I mean, yes, they get outside noise. They come home and ask us about it. Like, so-and-so said, like, this is bad. What does that mean? It's like, mm-hmm. well, then we can break it down. Like weighing your food is, is about making sure you're eating enough, you know, stepping on the scales to see how strong you are. Or like the number is not important that way. And so it's cool to be able to change the trajectory of thinking that we grew up thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And it's like, the more, the more you do this work yourself, the more you, um, the more you can kind of be in tune with their experience, right? Like, you know, kind of the questions to ask or those kinds of things. I mean, even, you know, comparison is just, it's a, I think it's a human instinct, right? Like one of my daughters, her, her cousin, cousin that she's super close to is just like an absolute beanpole. So just the other day it was like, oh, my thighs are so big compared to hers. And like, we, we got to kind of process that through together. And, and I feel like, that awareness that we have now is so different than when we were, when we were, there wasn't like the language. I feel like when we were growing up, I don't think my body dysmorphia like that I had, like my mom would never have known what that word was. Do you, right. do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. That wasn't, that was not something we had learned about, um, and thought about at all. Um, yeah. though we were all living it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So let's talk about some of these um, some of these specifics about what strong can do for us. First one we're going to start with because it's what it's the one that most people think it's like oh it's the most important it's what I want it's why I hired a coach it's what I'm even doing is the uh, better physique you know want a better physique get strong how does getting strong help somebody get a better physique? Well, most people don't aspire to be skinny fat. I think that they think <laughs> <laughs> that the thinner they are the better they look, but in all reality we all know that like the air quote lean and tone look doesn't come from eating less calories. It actually comes from building muscle and creating mm-hmm. shape. But I think that, and I am fully guilty of this. I used to believe that like the less I eat, the less I weigh, I'll reveal all this muscle, right? Like we look like the skeletal system yeah. or the muscular system. And like, that's not really what you look like under there not. at all. So that's like, <laughs> like if you, especially as women, if you haven't specifically built it and there's of course, I mean, one hates to generalize, but by and large, if you haven't specifically tried to build with eating enough and resistance training, you probably don't have any much muscle to cut, cut down to. So then weight loss just becomes taking your current shape and making it a little bit smaller, which maybe for some women is all they want. Totally fine. But just to be clear, right? If you're going for that, that look that's in these days of like, you know, a more muscular athletic looking shape, that's you get to build that. And that's exciting. kind of definition or any kind of lines that all comes from strength training. Yeah. Again, strength equal getting strong, right? It's not coming from eating less. That's for sure. <laughs> I remember being so very confused and surprised. So I, I yo-yo dieted all in my twenties, all in my thirties till I was obese in my late thirties after I had three kids. And I, re- I was finally successful with, at weight loss. And I'm doing successful in air quotes here because it didn't last, but it was the first time I'd lost a significant amount of weight. I used Nutrisystem. And I remember getting to the number I had in my head and looking in the mirror and being like, I don't think this is right. Like, I don't think that this is not what it's supposed to look like. This is what it looks like. What am I missing? Like, why don't I have like shape in my arms? Like, 
I don't get it. I was so confused. Clearly the missing part was the strength training and I didn't know that. And it was so frustrating. I think a lot of women find themselves, they think like, it just must be. And in my mind, I'm like, I guess I just need to get skinnier. All right. Like, oh, totally. I guess, I guess that's yeah, the next step. Yeah. I haven't revealed it yet. I got to keep going until I reveal it. Right. And I, and also growing up, we also thought like anyone who lifts weights is a bodybuilder. Oh. Like, I remember thinking automatically like Arnold or, or the, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly what people who lift weights look like having no concept of the fact that like, no, 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 Arnold, that was like a decades transformation with like, you know, it was like, it's like the same phrase, like, Oh, I don't want to get bulky. You know? Yeah. So of course I did pure bar for like yeah. a second with these really, really adorable, like two and a half pound weights thinking that that was going to tone my, sculpt my body. Right. And it's just, well, why wouldn't you think that that's what they were saying? Right. Like right. literally you're going to get long lean muscles. Somehow you're yeah, I mean, a dancer. I'm like a dancer because this mm-hmm. is what dancers do. Yeah. But not to mention that they train for hours on top of the pure bar, but like, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Cause I had a similar experience in that. Like, I, I was like, I love food too much to ever pay attention to what I'm eating. That's just not me. So I'm going to work out. So I worked out like six days a week for over a year. And I had the same kind of disillusionment, like, really, really, this is it, you know? And then I was like, okay, it's like, let's finally just try this nutrition thing. Um, and it really is the marriage, right? Cause you can lift and lift and lift. If you're not eating enough to support muscle growth, you will get, you won't, you won't get what you're looking for either. So it really is the marriage of both. It's both. It's absolutely both for sure. All right. So next one, want to get strong, want to be confident, get strong. How has getting strong helped you be more confident? And how do you see that happening for other women? Well, I think it's like, kind of like what I said, like, well, you don't, well, you don't know, you just don't know. Right. And it's like, I think that most women, first of all, they don't even allow themselves to even consider the op- option of lifting heavy. It's too daunting. It's for people who are like, you know, meatheads or, you know, bros or whatever. So they actually get, they really miss out on this really transformative piece when it comes to strength training is lifting heavy and seeing your capacity as a woman. And I know I hate to make it so general, but it really comes down to that because most guys are down to lift. Mm-hmm. Like, like most men are like, I want to get jacked, right? It's, it's more like, normal as part yeah, of their, it's, it's, it's what society is conditioned to us. Like women getting strong is not, an, is not a norm, right? Not yet. Although I do love, like, there's like this one, and I know I love it because you're such a like TikTok real kind of girl, but like that one that's like, you know, the trajectory of women's fitness is terrifying, right? Like women are getting <laughs> stronger than ever. They're lifting heavier than ever. They're challenging themselves more than ever. And that's really where confidence comes from. Like you got to have a serious set of balls on you if you're going to try to do like 45 pound, like push presses. Like let's be like, I mean, single dumbbell in each hand, right? Like there's a confidence that comes like I'm approaching the bar. I'm approaching the dumbbell. I'm approaching this lift. Like you, you have to have your own back here, whether it's that I can lift it or I know how to get out of it if I can't, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it is scary, but it's also so liberating and so exciting for your own personal, like, ha ha ha, I did it, yeah. right? Like nothing yeah. feels better than when you prove to yourself how strong you are. And I hate that so many women have lived through these decades, not even realizing their true capacity mm-hmm. and how incredible they are. Yep. Like, you, most women won't even probably scratch the surface of how strong they could possibly be. And I think that that's such a huge part that they're missing out on because confidence does come in doing challenging, hard things, but that also better you, like it automatically betters you. Right. Well, and what is this myth? We believe that confidence is like, well, if I'm confident, then I'll never feel bad. Like that is absolutely not where confidence comes from, comes from at all. That's like trying to build yourself some sort of 
protective fortress where you're keeping all like challenges away from you. Right. Like Nat posted this video of me a week ago and it was kind of funny because she had to cut off a whole part of it because I was like walking up to the bar, like getting ready, like, like feeling all the nervousness, feeling all the, because it was like a, a max effort type thing. And it was just so funny to watch myself get prepared. I'm feeling the fear. And then intentionally you have to put, just like we were talking about earlier, intentionally choosing where to put your focus. And you also know mid lift, you're like, ah, I I didn't keep my eye on the ball. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like mm -hmm. this isn't going to go well. Or like that confidence of, of maintaining that focus. It's, it's like confidence is one definition of confidence that I've heard is the willingness to experience any emotion, to support yourself in any emotion, like knowing you can experience anything and you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and what I love, a layer. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What I love about building strength, building confidence. And so you're in the gym and you're really confident because you can do this or you know you can handle it if you can't do it in the gym, that it translates and transfers to things outside of the gym. You know, I've had clients come yes. back to me and say, like, you know what? I can't believe it. Like, I just, I just got a job as a lifeguard. I can't even believe I applied for a job as a lifeguard. I would have never done that before working with you. Like the fact that like I could actually do that. And she's like, I know it came from getting stronger. I had another client. And when I even think about me personally, like me starting a business, I would have never been confident enough to do that. Like building, I built my own website. Like I would have never thought like that's something I can do. I didn't see myself as that capable before I became strong. Well, and I think also like your emotional strength also ties into your confidence too, right? Like when you're willing to get uncomfortable and you, and just like progressive overload with like, with our bodies, it's the same thing with our emotions. Can we sit in it? Can we get uncomfortable? Can we go to failure? That builds confidence in the decisions we make, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to start this business. Kim's going to start her own business. Okay. So is it possible it might not work? Sure. But could it also? Yeah. And that's like the confidence that strength builds for you, right? Like strong emotions, strong physique, strong mental capacity. It all bleeds into confidence, which most women like are is what they're seeking from weight loss. Totally. Well, yeah. and it completely reframes your your ver- your um, definition of failure when sometimes you're actually trying to get to failure to establish like what your max is, right? Absolutely. So- It's so interesting to me how often on client intake forms, I see like what, you know, what your goal is. I see the word confidence. Like I want to be confident. I want to be more confident. I want to be more confident in my clothes. I want to be more confident in my body or just, I want to be more confident. And what I know that they don't know is it's not going to be the weight loss that gets them the more confidence. That's not going to be the thing. And I will have, I've never had a woman yet come to me and be unhappy that I helped her get stronger or get interested in weightlifting, right? That, that she had no idea that was not even, a, and I don't make it be their desire. Like, I'm not like, you're going to love this. And I just say like, you know, this is a piece of the puzzle and you don't have to like it. And we don't, if you really hate it, we'll like scale it back and we'll do like, you know, minimum dose. I haven't had a person yet who is not like, I, I like some aspect of this, even if it's like, I like the fact that like, I can do like a single push up now. Like, I like that, you know, it, totally. it's not. It's the result is not what they think it's going to be. The confidence is not because they got thinner. The confidence is because they found something that they could do that was hard and like, heck they could do it. Oh, totally. Like pride that comes from getting your first pull up from like showing yourself how strong you can be completely outweighs pun intended, the the weight loss. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Moving on. Want to get healthier, get strong. How has for you or for women you see um, getting stronger helped with health? 
Wow. Well, I think body awareness is definitely one, one part of it. Like the self-care that comes when you are like, you know, I think I remember reading about, um, the rate of perceived exertion when I was first getting into all of this. And I thought that was such an interesting concept that it's like, it really doesn't matter what's hard for anybody else. It matters what's hard for you. Right. And so the questions that you're asking yourself, that inner dialogue, that awareness also has some really like, um, great dividends in terms of tracking your overall health, right? Mm -hmm. Like noticing when you're feeling off, noticing how your body feels, caring more about posture, recovery, sleep, feeding yourself well. I mean, who's ever had the, the, the terrifying feeling of like, you're going to bed late, you know, you've got an early morning workout. It's like, working out is hard enough, working hard, working out under recovered, under fueled, like working out on a cut. I mean, we know the difference between these things through that experience. Like you just become so much more in tune, so much more body awareness, which has all kinds of dividends from like maybe catching when things are off to stress management, like you were saying, emotional regulation, all of that. Absolutely. Exercise, they say, is the, is the healthy habit that unites all other healthy habits. You work out regularly, you're more likely to drink your water, get your rest, manage stress better, be more committed to your nutrition. It's just, yeah. it's, the, it's the business. Look, there's research so that good. shows Find that it can even it. help, that strength training can even help with um, depression and anxiety. Yes. There's research showing that. Living you know, proof. Like, women can over the age of 50, one in two develops osteoporosis and like breaks a hip. Right. So when you posted that, yeah, we were like, yes, it's so true. Right. My husband does home care and like a lot of the stuff people hire caregivers for are stuff that you're practicing functional fitness in a gym, pressing, pulling, lifting, headlifting, like initially get into it because we think we want to age well right? yeah. like I, know, I know like my like initially I was like oh I just want to get really really thin but like what you don't realize like without really thin without any kind of like muscle development is a recipe for for illness actually yeah I mean and having super low body fat is also not healthy like you actually need body fat to sustain healthy hormones and life throughout everything and it's yes. it's interesting how forget what we were. Oh, it was, a, it was a cross part of the CrossFit level one training. He was talking about the, one of the, co- the teachers was talking about how his aunt has to rock back and forth to get enough momentum to get off the couch. Yeah. And it's like, I think about like how many times I have seen that, you know, where people scoot to the very end of things, you know, of the chair and then try to get out, or they have to like, you know, hold on to something to be able to lower, to pick something up off the ground. It's like, we take these things for granted. Mm-hmm. You know? And yes, it doesn't mean you have to go out and like smash like a thousand box jumps and things like that. But like strength and muscle development is so essential for like bone density and overall health that we don't even realize. And then, yeah, the perk is you look great too, right? But it's like, <laughs> That's it. It's like people don't realize like, if you really want, like if this is really for your health, air quotes, right? Because everyone does this for their health, then you really should be strength training because that is really what gives you those opportunities to not only live a longer life, but a healthy life. Yeah. Let's fold this other one in there because it ties into this health one, which is um, if you want to age like a dream, get stronger, okay. right? And the things you're talking about, you know, we talked about the osteoporosis. We talked about like not having to rock to get up. You know, I've worked with clients who their main goal was like, I want to be able, and she was in her seventies. She's like, I want to be able to get up from the ground from gardening without having to use both of my hands to get up there. You know, and we got her there and she couldn't do a single lunge at first. So we had to really work on those things. And that's a life-changing thing being able to, and now she has grandkids. So I'm sure like being able yep. to get on the ground and back off to play with your grandkid 
that's important. And I always tell my ladies, I'm like, we don't want you to be the lady at 75 who's like calling for help because you can't get off the toilet. Like you right. want to be able to do this for yourself. Yeah, yep. we want to live a life without the red help button. Like that's what we yep. really, really want. And I think that what's interesting too, it's like, you know, we've seen this kind of circulating around. It's like, you know, strength training is the fountain of youth. And it really is the truth. Like I want to be able to walk around with my grandkids and like throw them on my shoulders at Disneyland and not have to worry about it. Like you yeah. don't want to do that and be like, oh my gosh, I totally just threw my back out. I mean, totally. it's gonna, it could happen even if you are strength training right. for sure. <laughs> but it's like everyday things like you take for granted right now. Like I even think about how many people are like, oh, when you get older, make sure that you have like a one-story house that doesn't have stairs. Like mm -hmm. stairs are, I mean, you're thinking like, how are stairs dangerous? Mm -hmm. And then you got like, you remember that headline of the 85 year old power lifter who threw a burglar into her glass coffee table? Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was during COVID. Like someone was breaking in and she's an 85 year old woman. Tiny little, yeah. yeah like, We're gonna throw them ah. into the car. I'm like, yes. And, or just what we, yesterday was like an, uh, 100 and, what, a 101 year old woman who's power yes. lifting. She started when she was 91. I just saw it's that. Like, I that's so crazy. Cool. Amazing. And even someone like train like Joan and things like that. It's like, it's never too late for women. But I think even some women at a certain age are like, I have a hard time walking without being winded. And it's like, mm -hmm. we need to get to a place where we realize that it is strength training. It comes down to your muscular support and your, and your cardio health too. Like I remember when we started like starting like 36, 37, when I was started to get into fitness and everything. And it's like, like I remember so funny now thinking that I was like, this is my last chance. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, I gotta get it going before I turn 40. Like, you know, right, they always like, tell us like, well, 40, everything is, it's harder to lose weight. It's harder to do all these things. And you know, here we are. As all downhill from here. 40. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm better in my forties than I was in my thirties yes, or 20. And I think that part of the reason that it is hard is because of that belief, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not a fact, but if you believe it, it might as well be, right? That is a hundred percent true. And the ladies that I work with, I tell them one of the main reasons they're like, why do I try? Why do I struggle so hard to lose weight after 40? And one of the first things I tell them is it's because you believe you can't do it. You have been told so long that it's so much harder. And this is just what happens that when you see the, the difficulties that are naturally inherent with losing weight, because it's not easy, you attribute that to something is wrong with my body. Something is wrong with me. I can't do it. And really what it is, is like, no, it really is this hard. It really does move yeah. this slowly. Yeah. It really yeah. is this much effort. It really, it's, it's, actually how it is. Hard. it's actually been hard the whole time. Yeah. You just didn't remember it, right? Or, or yeah, you maybe have been chronic dieting for like 20 years and it is harder. And now that's you, why it's harder. Yeah. Your metabolism is like at a 1200 calorie balance. So yeah, you're totally correct. It is harder for you because you spent 20 years doing it fruitlessly, right? Yeah. And so getting past that mental hurdle of like, can I even do this is huge. And you know, that's your next one here is the last one we're talking about here is want mental fortitude, get strong. It's incredible yes. what strength can do in that area. Talk to me about that. Oh, I just love, I, there's, it's one of the most delicious parallels. Like every now and then I'm like, I'm going to, going to write it all out, but then my face melts, but like the parallels yeah. between resistance training and like physically and what you need to do mentally, like the reps that make you stronger. And it's the same thing with practicing positive thoughts and positive beliefs. The more you practice those, the more you're building neural pathways, the more you're strengthening those neural pathways, the more those skills are going to be available to you when you are stressed out or when you are down, right? It's like, it's not something that changed, like you were saying earlier, it's like, it does kind of operate like more like waves on the ocean, like your motivation, positive feelings. I mean, they're there sometimes they're not there. Right. But to show up for yourself 
consistently is such a huge um it's a it's a huge mental piece and it's also you know that's how you get your physical results as well so um yeah what are your thoughts I mean I just think like you know from and I know you know this too Kim it's like with the longer you lift the more mental fortitude you need to keep going totally because it is a grind like let's be real like like strength training can be fully boring it's definitely not as like much variety as like a dance class or like even a spin class, which can be like the music's cranking, you're just pounding, you're just dripping sweat and like also things equal, but like to sit there and actually like strength train over and over and over again. And like, not only work your muscle memory, but your own mental thoughts about like, you know, going to failure and things like that. It does require mental fortitude because exercise does do that. There are going to be times you're like, I don't want to do it. It actually sucks. I have zero interest in it today, but it's like your habits and the promise of like bettering yourself is part of that mental fortitude too. And then that carries over into everything that you can do. That's hard, right? Like any challenges you have for the day, it's like, well, I've gotten mentally strong. I can handle physically strong things and then more emotionally strong things too, that like require this for me. And it's all, and I, and even just from like a, you know, I think we talk a little bit about aging for sure, but like from like an Alzheimer's dementia perspective, they say that strength training is super helpful for that too. Cause your mind is constantly being challenged. Just like whether it's switching hands to like write with or challenge yourself to like make sure that you keep that cognitive awareness is also part of like mind muscle connection too. And so I think that is also part, I don't, I mean, I don't want my memory to get worse. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, can you imagine? How oh dear. <laughs> I could, yeah, whether, whether it's that. patience or whether it's um, the ability to stick with something that's super uncomfortable, both of those have been huge for me with strength training, right? So the patience piece, I do a lot of power lifting. And so you know, I can work for a really long time to put five pounds on the bar. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of week after week after week after week. And so that level of patience transfers and helps me outside of the gym. And then, you know, the discomfort part, sometimes, you know, you're, you're working so hard and it's burning and, you know, you still have a few more reps and you push through that, even though it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. It helps me to be able to, in life, do things that are uncomfortable because sometimes we just push through discomfort. Totally. Absolutely. And the voice, the, the voice you develop to in, like, are you ta- how are you talking to yourself in those moments? Like, are you like, yeah. Oh, you can't be tired. You suck. You're behind. You gotta, you better hurry or whatever. Or is it like, Hey, you're doing great. You can absolutely do this. One just more rep, just one to the more. tree, just to the corner. Right. Yeah. It's like, and I love it, Kim, because like powerlifting completely, that's full on mental fortitude. Like you could literally spend a whole year adding five pounds to your back squat most people don't have that kind of patience. So like, it's not worth it to me. Right. But then they'll try to endlessly chase five pounds on the scale. And you're like, <laughs> no, I have right? put your mental fortitude in the right place. And <laughs> then the results come instead of always spinning out. I'm like, oh, the fluctuations of the scale. It's like, you're like, no, actually I want to add five pounds. I want them down for a year. Right? Yeah. Like I'm good for it. It's and, true. And not getting disillusioned by like, it's not the, it's not the same rate of progress that you had before. Right. Yeah. Like we see that a lot with like, you know, when somebody is trying to break up their weight loss goal into different periods. And then it's like, why isn't it, why isn't it easier? Right? Like why I already did this. Now I'm doing it again. I already know how to do it. I should be able to hit the ground running and get my results faster. Nope. Whether nope. you're experienced or you're newbie, like it does just, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, and I love fortitude is like fortress, like a fortress, right? Like what's yeah. a fortress? Something that's impenetrable, something that like, you know, you really cannot break down. And that really what comes down to like being strong, your mental acuteness is also so heightened and so incredible too. It's just like, yeah. it is it's such a mind game. And it also like builds patience because patience is a grind, right? Like patience is no fun. None of us are I always like to be like, oh, they're a really patient person. I'm like, 
how? <laughs> like, like, tell me, right? But it's like, <laughs> patience is a grind. Mental fortitude also helps with that, right? And that comes with like waiting for the good things and waiting for things that you want. Like you, it, it is worth at. it to you to get five pounds more on your back squat. Patience is a grind, mental fortitude, right? Absolutely. So ladies, I want to hear a little bit about what you're doing in the gym these days. I always like to, when I have women on who lift, I like to have them tell us like what they're doing. So other women can be inspired by that. So talk to me, what are you guys doing in the gym these days? So right now, so we did bodybuilding for basically from the beginning of quarantine until about, um, well, see, when was the West coast classic? (laughs) I happened to be in Vegas for a CrossFit competition. And I was like, Oh man, I missed this. I didn't realize like I didn't realize it was kind of like that boiled frog thing. I didn't realize that I was starting to kind of push myself a little bit less and less and kind of my motivation was starting to taper. So it really lit a fire under me. And I was like, I just want to get back and have some fun. So we just, so I've just been crossfitting, you know, um, (laughs) wouldn't say I've been slaying it, but (laughs) nobody's PRing, but I am trying to get my conditioning back, my engine back a little bit. And it is, like you were saying, I mean, it is there. You can't skip day two. Like you mm. have to get your conditioning back just like you did the first time you were getting in shape. Right. So it is, it's a little rough, but I'm loving it. And then I think we're um, going to start Mark Carroll's uh, challenge um, probably within the next couple of weeks. Okay. So how many days so have you left? So we're going to go. So after school starts, we're going to go to like probably three days of lifting and two wads a week. Yeah. It is. And And I think what's interesting, and I'd love to point out too, it's like, it's okay for you guys to like make your goals take a little longer. If you're, if you need, if you need to mentally change things up just to make it interesting for yourself, it's like, if this is optimal, isn't always optimal. Exactly. (laughs) And if this is your life trajectory, there's no timeline on it. It's just about continually doing things that keep you inspired and keep you active and keep you excited about who you are and what your body can do more than what it looks like. So we did, we just spent a good amount of time bodybuilding, but I realized for me that it wasn't mentally healthy for me to spend too much time on what my body looked like. Mm. Like we did it, we did a, we spent almost over a year doing this like aesthetic, more aesthetic bodybuilding. And that I realized was not healthy for me at all. So CrossFitting is a celebration more of what my body can do. And I have missed it. And so we did CrossFit for three years Then we went to bodybuilding. So now we're back CrossFitting, but we want to do a little bit of a hybrid because we definitely have some PRs we're chasing. Heidi has a back uh, squat goal and I have a deadlift goal that we're chasing. Oh wait, let's hear them. What are your big goals? What's your back squat goal? <laughs> um, I would love to get up to, 250 would be great, but that's a really ambitious goal. Where are you at so, now? Um, what's your well, one? My PR at? is my PR is 225. That's um, impressive. My right now, it's probably more like 200. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I have a 300 pound deadlift goal. I got to 290, and then I got injured, so I'm kind of making my way back up to that. But that I would love to to break 300 before before I die. <laughs> really, that's my that's goal too. Line. I've gotten to 285 and then just stuff happened and I, I've never gotten back to it. And now I'm just like, do I really even want to try and get, because I'm nowhere. I'm sure I haven't tried. I haven't tried recently, but I don't think I could even get 285 right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I really going to do that? So I'm not there yet, but I do think that before I die, I do want to do that again. Maybe okay, I'll compete again someday. Timeline. And like, right. That's a timeline like, we need to support for each other. It's like, just before I die, before I, before I die <laughs> at some point, <laughs> ladies, thanks so much for joining me. This has been a pleasure. I think um, women are going to listen to this and learn a lot and be inspired. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Now tell everybody, where can they find you if they're looking for you? So on Instagram, we're at butter your macros. Um, on Twitter, we're at what's up butters. And then 
probably a lot like you, like we, we haven't, we had the TikTok crowd hasn't bought into us yet, but we really want to be part of them. We're all, (laughs) we love TikTok so much. Did you say what's up butters? Is that what you said for the other two? What's up butters? Got it. And then our website is www.butteryourmacros.com. So we'll see you around. All right. Amazing. Thanks again, ladies. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps from my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.